Well, I hope you recognize that theme song. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus. We're so glad that you are tuned in to WMAF right there in Madison, North Florida, South Georgia, right there on the World Wide Web. We're so glad wherever you are hearing this Bible study, this teaching in the Word of God, we pray that it will be a very special blessing to you today. I don't want you to miss this broadcast, so if you can take time right now, right where you are, to invest in your own spiritual life. If you're a Christian today, I, I, I dare say that you're going through trials and tests and temptations. It is common for all those, the scripture said, that live godly in Jesus Christ shall suffer persecution. And it doesn't just come by uh, coming down hard on us because of our Christian faith and our commitment to follow Christ, but the very temptations that come to turn us from following Jesus is part of Satan's plan to persecute. And through that persecution, to wear us down and try to wear us out. Well, God wants to lift us up today. (laughs) Hallelujah. And I just pray that if you've been turned aside uh, from following Jesus closely and ardently in, in, a, in a deep love for Him, that you will, before this broadcast is over, get back in the race. Praise God. If you've been sidelined through discouragement, get back in the race. It's almost over. Jesus is coming very, very soon. And I want to be found running full out for Him when he comes. Hallelujah. And I know what what discouragements are and persecutions are. And I know what it is to be in a deep, dark valley, even as a Christian. Uh, I shouldn't be there. We should never get in that condition. But if we find ourselves in that condition, God still promises to help us. So we're going to be talking about today a subject that I believe is so vitally important. God is listening, so pray. I want to say that again. God is listening, so pray. Don't ever stop praying. You know, the Apostle Paul said that we should pray without ceasing. doesn't mean to be mumbling a prayer every moment and not able to carry on any kind of cohesive, uh, coherent conversation because we're mumbling prayers. It doesn't mean that. It means never quit using the power and privilege of prayer. Pray without ceasing. Praise God. Amen. Well, let's uh, let's get into this great subject today, and especially if you are in a valley and you feel like it's futile to pray, that your faith has wavered and waned, and God would not hear a prayer as weak as yours may seem to be. We want to address that today from the Word of God and give you an encouragement from His Word. Hallelujah. To call on Him and in spite of your own discouragement, your own distractions, your own persecutions, your own pain and heartache, God is listening. So pray. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Psalm 34, verse 15 through 19. Psalm 
34, verse 15 through 19. I'm going to read from the King James. Listen carefully. It says, The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and His ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. But verse 17 says, The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all of their troubles. Remember the scripture that says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. It's because his eyes are upon us. We do not have to get his attention. His ears are open. <laughs> that's, that's why we title this study, God is Listening for Your Prayer. God is listening. So pray. It doesn't matter that your prayer uh, may be uh, prayed out of, out of a, a sense of desperation, Call upon the Lord, cry unto the Lord. Verse 18 said, The Lord is nigh to them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such that be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions, here's that verse, of the righteous, verse 19, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. And how does that deliverance come? It comes when we cry unto the Lord. When we call upon the Lord. The Hebrew word for cry is savah, and which is translated simply a cry for help. Now I want to make a statement here. It is the constant practice of real believers when in distress to cry unto God. And it is their constant comfort to know that He hears them. This cry for help, dear friends, this kind of prayer is not the bold, courageous prayer prayed on the mountaintop. God hears that prayer as well. It is the desperate but dependent prayer prayed in the dark valleys of life. The incredible good news is that God responds to both kinds of prayer. You see, the devil wants us to not pray. To feel that our faith is so weak, that our circumstance is so overwhelming, that prayer would be futile. Our enemy knows full well that we can never be conquered while standing tall on a mountaintop experience, holding high the shield of faith. He lies in wait until we're in a deep, dark valley. Make no mistake about it. There are life circumstances that can shake our emotions and cause us to feel overwhelmed, weak, and vulnerable. It is in these times that we need to cry unto God. It is in these times that we need to discover the God of the valleys. There's just a portion of Scripture I want to read out of 1 Kings uh, chapter 20. Let, let, let me, before we get there, uh, let me make some, some statements here. The God we serve loves us by covenant. So when we pray, whether on the mountaintop or in the valley, He listens, and He responds to our cry and brings deliverance. So in 1 Kings 20, 23 through 30. Uh, there's an illustration of this. I want you to get this today. We're going to read it together. Listen. 
And the servants of the king of Syria said unto him, Their gods are the god of the hills. Therefore they are stronger than we. But let us fight against them in the plain or in the valley, and surely we shall be stronger than they. You see, they had fought Israel on the high ground, and Israel had defeated them. And they said, well, listen, this is how their enemy thought of them. Their God is a God of the high ground. He's the God of the mountaintops. But if we get them down in the valley, if we begin to attack them in the valley, uh, he He won't be there. Their God is a mountaintop God. He's not a God of the valleys. And and so verse 24 said, And do this thing, take the kings away, every man out of his place, and put the captains in their rooms. And number thee an army, like the army that thou hast lost, horse for horse, chariot for chariot, and we will fight against them in the plain, and surely we will be stronger than they. And he hearkened to their voice and did so. And it came to pass at the return of the year that Benadad numbered the Syrians and went up to Aphek to fight against Israel. Aphek was a town on the road from Damascus to Palestine in the level plain east of Jordan. Verse 27 says, And the children of Israel were numbered and were all present and went against them, and the children of Israel pitched before them like Little flocks of kids, baby goats, <laughs> in light of this great overwhelming army coming against them. It looked like two little flocks of baby goats. <laughs> but the Syrians filled the country. They were hopelessly outnumbered. And verse 28 said, Then there came a man of God and spake to the king of Israel and said, Thus saith the Lord, because the Syrians have said, The Lord is the God of the hills, but he's not the God of the valleys. Are you hearing that? Therefore I will deliver all this great multitude into thine hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. And I'm just going to add a, a, a P.S. to that. <laughs> Amen. He, he is the Lord of the mountains. And he is the Lord of the valleys. He hears the cry of his people on the mountaintops. And he hears the cry of his people in the valleys. Whether you're on a mountaintop or in a valley, God is listening. So pray. And verse 29 said, And they pitched over against the other seven days. And so it was that in the seventh day the battle was joined, and the children of Israel slew the Syrians and hundred thousand footmen in one day. Verse 30 says, But the rest fled to Aphek into the city, and there a wall fell upon twenty seven thousand of the men that were left. And Ben-Hadad fled and came into the city into an inner chamber. What the enemy discovered was that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who was in covenant with Israel, saveth not, not by many, but by few as well. And the greater glory is when God saves by the few. In fact, the greater glory goes to God when he delivers the weak not when he delivers the mighty but those who just cry unto him uh, because they refuse to to let the valley determine whether god is going to hear or not god is not just the god of the mountains dear friend god is the god of the valleys and and he loves us by covenant 
Psalm 34, 15 says very clearly, The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. Eyes? God has eyes. These eyes are special. They don't just look at or observe. God's eyes are related to His heart. They seek. They find. Their gaze on us means we are not abandoned nor forsaken, but we are loved and cared for. In the darkest valley, therefore, when you cannot see God, be assured God sees you. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. I want to share this little short story, true story with you. One day a two-story house caught on fire. The family was making its way out of the house when the smallest boy became terrified, tore away from his mother and ran in panic back upstairs to the safety of his room, which was not really safe at all. Suddenly he appeared at a smoke-filled window, crying hysterically. Standing outside, his father shouted, Jump, son, jump. I will catch you. The boy cried, But Daddy, I can't see you. I know his father called, But I can see you. And the child jumped in the, in the, in the faith that his father was looking at him and would catch him in his arms. And he did. The father fell to the earth, holding his son as he fell. And the son was son's body was cushioned against his daddy's chest. Listen, friend, when you can't see God, be assured God sees you. When you can't feel or sense the presence of God and you can't, you, you sometimes begin to waver in your faith and wonder, does God care? Does God, does God know what I'm going through? Is He there in this dark valley that I am in? Be assured. Be assured. <laughs> he sees you. And jump, (laughs) jump into his arms, leap into his arms. He will not let you fall. He will catch you every single time that you cry out to him. This little boy jumped in the certain faith that the love and strength of his father would not fail him. And he believed what his daddy told him. I can see you. Just jump. I will catch you. I like Psalm 66 and verse 20. It said, Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy for me. Or as one translator writes, Praise God, who did not ignore my prayer and did not withdraw his unfailing love from me. Oh, friend of mine, I I, I want you to know that God hears your cry. There's an old song we used to sing. Just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Have a little talk with Jesus. He will hear. This is a lyric from the song. And I want it to become a biblical and scriptural truth to you. And the lyric from the song says, He will hear your faintest cry and will answer by and by. It's an encouragement to pray when you're weak and when you don't feel strong and and your faith may have wavered, but pray anyway. God 
is listening. So pray. You see, God's eyes are upon you because of His unfailing love for you. Praise God. Listen, friend. God, the God we serve, listens to our prayers. Psalm 34 and verse 15 says his ears are open to their cry. David didn't doubt God's love. He therefore trusted that he would hear and that he would help. In Psalm 116, 1 and 2, I like this. They wrote a a, a praise song based on these two verses of Scripture. And it simply says, I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore I will call upon him as long as I live. And this term in the Hebrew would read like this. He inclined his ear would read, bends down and listens. Bends down and listens. Oh, friend, if you, if, if you see God in your mind's eye, high, aloof in his heaven, so far and so distant from you that when you pray, somehow your prayer has to get all the way to a God sitting high above uh, that is not near you and not, and that you have to somehow get his attention. You won't feel like praying with God so high above and you in such a deep, dark valley. How could, why bother even praying? You see, this is what the devil wants us to perceive it as. God high, aloft, and aloof in his heaven and us deep in our dark valley. Why should we bother with our faint cry unto him honey if it's a faith cry it's loud in his ears you don't have to be strong in your emotions you just have to be strong in your devotion and and you have to acknowledge and ascribe unto him what the scriptures declaring of him by faith his eyes are on the righteous his ears are open to their cry Knowing God is listening assures us that He will answer. You know, the issue of prayer is not to just get Him to answer, but just to know that He hears. The answer is going to come if He hears our prayer. See, the New Testament says, and this is our confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, we, He heareth us. He heareth us. And if we know that He hears us we know that we have the petition that we've desired of him praise god when you pray in the will of god friend of mine he bends down he bends down to listen i said it before and i'm going to repeat myself i know but it it needs repeating uh, many times after our church service a little child and the sunday school department is coming in people are shaking hands the the kids are coming back and and some little child uh coming up to my knee not my hip <laughs> <laughs> and not that I'm that tall, but they're just that small. And and they will pull on my pants leg. And I'll look down, and here's a little child looking up to me. 
And I've got the option of ignoring them because I need to minister to and talk to and shake hands with the adults. Or I've got the option of letting them know how important they are and letting them begin to get a concept of a God who bends down to listen when we pray. And I always, without exception, bend down to listen to what they have to say or look at what they drew over in the Sunday school department to let them know the God that you serve is is never too busy and never too far for you to reach Him. Because you have His heart, you have His ear when you pray. Praise God. I just I just quoted that. Let me read it from 1 John 5, verse 14 and 15. It says, And this is the confidence we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know He hears us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have desired of Him. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to read this true story. A number of years ago, a Christian in Dallas sold his business at a loss, went into vocational Christian work, and things got rather rough financially. There were four kids in the family. One night at family devotions, Timmy, the youngest boy, said, Daddy, do you think Jesus would mind if I ask him for a shirt? Well, no, of course not. Let's write that down in our prayer request book. So Timmy's mom wrote down shirt for Timmy, and she added size 7. Every day after Timmy, uh, every day after that, Timmy saw to it that they prayed for the shirt. One Saturday, several weeks later, the mother received a telephone call from a clothing store in downtown Dallas owned by a Christian businessman. I just finished my July clearance sale, and knowing that you have four boys, it occurred to me that you could use something we have left. Could you use some boys' shirts? She said, what size? He said, size seven. How many do you have left? She asked hesitantly. He said, (laughs) twelve. Many of us might have taken the shirts stuffed them in the bureau drawer, and made some casual comment to the child. Not this wise set of parents. That night as expected, Timmy said, Don't forget, Mommy, let's pray for the shirt. Mommy said, We don't have to pray for the shirt, Timmy. How come, Timmy asked. The Lord answered your prayer. He has, he has, right. So previously arranged, Brother Tommy goes out and gets one shirt, brings it in and puts it under the puts it down on the table. Little Timmy's eyes are like saucers. Timmy goes out and gets another shirt, brings it in, out and back, out and back, until he piles twelve shirts on the table. And Timmy thinks God is going into the shirt business. <laughs> but you know, there is now a little boy in Dallas by the name of Timmy who believes in the power of persistent prayer to a loving God who has time for little boys. Remember the scripture we read read when Israel went out to battle against an enemy that had been defeated on the high ground that assumed, well, their God only answers 
on the mountaintops, on the high ground. He doesn't answer. They, there is no, there, he's a mountain god. He's not a god of the valleys. The little people don't matter. The little faith doesn't matter. Uh, uh, you know, if you, it, it, it doesn't matter to God to say by many or by few. Thank God he hears the prayer of the Christian claiming the covenant standing on the mountain declaring the word of the Lord. But thank God even more that he listens to the prayer of the Christian in the deep, dark valley. Going through it, our faith shaken and even wavering. <laughs> Didn't Jesus say, the disciples asked the question of Christ, Lord, increase our faith because when they saw a mountain of problems they felt like they needed the same size faith as the problem to deal with the problem and Jesus said if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed you would say unto that mountain be thou removed and cast into the midst of the sea and if you doubt not in your heart that what you say will come to pass you will have whatsoever you say oh it's not just the power of our words but it is the power and the purity of our faith. Praise God. When we speak out of that mustard seed faith, but we speak the truth about God and the truth to God, and we pray in spite of the circumstance, God responds to our cry and brings deliverance. Remember those, those the enemy that said their God must be the God of the mountains. Let's draw them out into the valley. So when they went to fight them in the valley, it said Israel's army looked like two little groups of baby goats. <laughs> and yet the, the, the enemy army filled the countryside. But God supernaturally gave a victory. And you know God loves to do that. God loves it when he strengthens the weak. When he chooses the weak, <laughs> that's why the Bible said, let not the mighty man glory in his might, or the wise man his wisdom, or the strong man his strength, or the rich man his riches. But he that glorieth, let him glory, or boast in this, that he knows and understands me, saith God. Hallelujah. And one thing we learn about God's method of operation, one thing we begin to understand, is that God uses the weak things, the base things, the things that are not, to confound the wisdom of the wise and the strength of the mighty. Oh, friend, today... When you pray, mighty power is available to you because God bends down and listens. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Listen, friend. The enemy's strategy is to keep you from crying out to God, to keep you from calling on God, to keep you from muttering or uttering that prayer. He will hear your faintest cry and he will answer by and by so cry unto the lord hallelujah the righteous cry out to him and the lord heareth them and delivereth them from their enemies today glory to god friends of mine i want you to know god is listening god is listening 
So pray. Don't let the enemy cause you to think for one moment that God will not hear you as His child. Don't let the enemy discourage you to the point that you give up on prayer and thereby give up on God and forfeit the help that is readily available to you today. God is listening. So pray. Hallelujah. Just pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Whether you feel it, whether you don't, whether you feel like God is listening, you've got to get past that feeling stage of faith and know that God is listening. David said, I cried unto the Lord. He heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. Let him dry your tears, deliver you from your fears, and let him show you his faithfulness today. By faith, just pray again. By faith, just call upon him again. And today, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, come to him right now. Repent of your sins, confess your sins, and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. And God will save you, and He will set you free, and He will hear when you call upon Him. Well, friend, our time is gone. Will you please come back next week? Let's talk about Jesus. Jesus.